0: You're listening
1: to Radio Primavera Sound. RPS. Welcome to Radio Primavera Sound. Very excited to say we're here tonight with someone who's made possibly my favourite album of the year, um, Marie Davidson, an album that's full of humour, beats, brilliant melodies, hooks. It's pretty much got everything. Mary Davison, hello. Hi. The thing I wanted to ask first about your album, the thing that really surprised me in a way, is that it's got a real sense of humour, which you don't often find in, le- in electronic music. Is that deliberate?
2: Absolutely. Uh, uh, for me, uh, to go on in this job, with this, this kind of job, and in this setting as a musician putting out records and touring a lot I had to bring in some humor otherwise I, I couldn't go on so I guess that's why uh it it came up in the album it was not that much planned but it happened like that when I <clears throat> when I look at the material I had to make this album for a ninja tune I, I had a quite a lot of tracks. Some of them were coming from this show called Bullshit Threshold that I do once in a while, which is like a performance theater show with live video and electronic music. So I guess the humor was born into that show because I get to talk a lot. It's like a monologue punctuated by electronic pieces of music composed by me and also um live visuals by uh, two guys from montreal john london and gonzalo soldi and some of it came also from my live that i was performing a year and a half ago when i was touring uh, my previous album adieu dance floor at some point i had to integrate new tracks just to keep me going and i, I wanted i wanted those tracks to be fun but my life was quite intense and the lifestyle I have related to my work brings a lot of uh, frustration uh, anxiety tiredness and a great way to deal with those kinds of things is humor I had to, to to build myself a great sense of humor between me and myself when I tour cuz I'm I'm alone all the time. I meet people but clearly like at the end of the day when I come back to my hotel room or when I go get my flight the day after, you know, I'm alone at the airport. The party people won't come with me. <laughs> so, I had to 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 learn how to joke a bit with myself to keep To keep keep doing what I do. So I guess that's that's how it it got into the record.
1: The album was going to be called Bullshit Threshold, right?
2: At some point, I mean, a while ago, it changed. It changed. It's like we're talking about like a year and a half ago. It changed. At, At some point, I realized Bullshit Threshold is really a show. And it had to stay a show. It's also something that came from me, but then I, I developed this show with two other people. So bullshit threshold is really the collaboration of me and, and John and Gonzalo. So at some point I had to dissociate both. But half of the material comes from the show. The other half comes from composition I've made outside of the, the context of the bullshit threshold story
1: you say some of the humor comes from frustration how does that work
2: well how does that work life is frustrating and and i i, I can get pretty dark i used to be a very dark person a lot of uh, anxi- anxiety melancholy depression I, I was depressed pretty much all of my twenties and at some point I really decided that I wanted to change. And it, 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 that change happened on, on many years, but I did a lot of work on myself. I went to therapy. I also, uh, made good friends, you know, and with my good friends, we like to laugh. <laughs> uh, I have, I also happen to be married with a wonderful person with whom I make music, my husband Pierre, but we also joke a lot. And, and I guess I was lucky enough to have people around me in my life that, that that were quite funny. So with those people, I developed my sense of humor. And then I managed to be able to have a sense of humor of my own. And create my own narrative my own kind of jokes i have my style now i have my way of you can if you know me my friends can say oh yeah this is very marie but this happened like it, i had to develop this all through my 20s it just it didn't happen like all of the sudden
1: is it quite quebecois the sense mm-hmm. of humor
2: no i know i i mean there's a touch for sure of the Quebecois culture, but I don't have a typical Quebecois sense of humor.
1: No. What is a Quebecois sense of humor?
2: That's a very hard question to answer. It can. It's pretty raw. It's pretty uh, straightforward, which is there in 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 my way of thinking but i'm very um i'm way poetic for Quebecois culture i'm i don't have much recognition at home i have in montreal but outside of montreal in quebec and canada in general i don't have much recognition people don't really don't give a shit about what i do to be honest and to be honest i also don't care um but i guess Unfortunately, Quebecois culture And Canadian culture in general Is very mainstream It's very like uh, It's a bit narrow minded But also it's It's uh, It's a bit politically correct A bit boring Some people are edgy though There is in Quebecois history Very edgy art Like there's this wonderful album by uh, two people. It's called Peloquin Sauvageau that was made in the 70s. It's absolutely avant garde. It's uh, electronic musician and a a poet like but there is a sense of humor in that in that album and it's also very intelligent. But these are all very obscure things. Quebecois culture in general is Is mainstream, unfortunately.
3: What is it about you? Why are you so strange? I love your music. Wait. Do you play in a band? Yeah. I, I totally saw you. You kind of remind me of um, you know that um uh um, What's wrong with you? Are you annoying? Hey, are you doing a DJ set tonight? Oh. she's faking her accents. I mean, nobody talks like that. So, frankly, is this album about taking risks? Oh, hi. What's up? I'm sorry I missed your set. I heard it was amazing. Do you have drugs? Can I help you roll your cables? Do you know what's happening? Are you coming? Who are you anyway? Please come with me, please, please come, we're going nowhere you
4: Know. Who the fuck
3: are you? And since I it probably means that I
4: lost it. It's not
1: I wanted to ask about the album How How True Is It To Your Life? I mean, did people really say the things to you that are on your biggest fan? Did people oh, actually absolutely. say it?
2: Absolutely. Why, why would I waste my time like writing a track about that otherwise it wouldn't feel very sincere. Of course it's 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 magnified it's art. I'm an artist. So I make I make stories out of reality. But yeah, yeah, the the album is absolutely based on my life. And most of the quotes in Your Biggest Fan, I would say at least 80% is things that have been said to me or said about me behind my back. I will confirm this. Maybe a few lines I've added. But the most the gr- the, the gross lines, they're real.
1: But that's pretty harsh.
2: People are harsh. Harsh, like I mean yeah. That's that's okay. I I'm 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 not I'm not the kind of person that will judge, but I'm the kind of person that will comment. And your biggest fan is my answer. I'm not judging. I'm sure I've been an asshole to people in my life too. We've all been like lost or tired or careless. I, I have been, I'm sure, to other people. But your biggest fan is my reply to those people.
1: I'm really interested that when you make these kind of songs, how much do people get the humor in them? I mean, like when you have people dancing to your songs, um, which are like a critique or something like your biggest fan, do people kind of understand the humor?
2: I don't play your biggest fan live. I mean, it's part of the bullshit threshold show. I've done it at Sonar. It's the opening song track of the bullshit threshold show and i've done it at sonar in 2016 people didn't get it some people did i could feel it some people up front did and some some journalists talked about it after and i knew they would get it but most of people i mean sonar is big crowds you know most of a lot of people left i remember and then when i did the more like denser tracks or like upbeat tracks like. Like So Right and uh, Workout Like Paranoid Bitch Burned Me Then I got my crowd back Not all of it I lost some people for sure But when I play my regular live Outside of this bullshit threshold theater composition kind of project I don't play your biggest man like, Of course I'm not expecting people to dance on this It's undanceable I. I it's art, you know It's for the album It's for private listening
1: I want to play one song from the album. Okay. What should we play?
2: Ah, oh, don't ask me. You, 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 you have to choose. For me, the the album is a whole. I really consider it as a whole. There's a story. It's really hard for me to to play one track.
1: Okay, how about work it?
2: Cool. Yeah, it's a great one. It's a fun one.
1: Right. Let's play that.
3: A winner yet.
1: See you later. So, um, you talked about Working Class Woman as an egotistical album. What, what do you mean by that?
2: It's self-centered. It talks about my ego. It's ego-driven. But it's not selfish. You see the difference? Yeah, I think so. In uh, engaging in the work of talking about myself and referring a lot to myself there's a lot of self-reference in my album there's a will to uh communicate with other people there's a will to to have a dialogue because I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels like that and also uh I'm interested in how other people feel about it for sure. I'm the kind of person who ask a lot of questions to other people. So in my album, there's also reference to other people, people that I've met, people that I love, other artists or individual. Uh, there's a lot of reference to social medias also. So we're we're all in this together. So, yeah, it's it's personal. It's very self centered in a way it's ego driven. I take I talk about being a, an artist and like touring. This is what my album talks about mostly. So this is ego driven, but it's not selfish. It's inclusive. I don't I hope at least I, I, I don't I didn't do it. Um, I did it hoping that it would talk to people. Or at least some people, and that, that some people will feel included in, in the process.
1: One thing that really interested me about the album was a track like Work It is such, it, it felt like it was subverting dance music because Work It is such a typical type, title for dance music. There's a thousand and one songs talk about working, and normally yeah. they're talking about like working on the dance floor, they're talking about just dancing. And you're talking about working, you're talking about actual working. Yeah. How, how, How conscious was
2: that? I was not that conscious actually when I did it. I was getting ready to do the second part of my tour in 2017. I guess the tour for my previous album. The extended tour that was supposed to be three months and happened to be one year. And I was getting myself ready to come back to Europe and do festival gigs in the summer. And I felt like I had to write new music that I could not just play the tracks from Adieu au Dance Floor. I needed something more. So I wrote The Psychologist and Work It. And Work It, I just make, made the music before thinking about any lyrics. It's just, I made the music and I was quite excited by the music. I thought, oh, this is gonna be fun to play live because it's banging. And then I was like, I need to, to talk over this because it lacks of something. I was really happy with the music, but I, I found that it was lacking of an element. And then I was in my studio. I didn't think about anything. I grabbed the mic and I started improvising. And what did I have to talk about? Like my life was just working all the time. So I ended up talking about it. That's it.
1: One of the things I love about the artwork to the album is you've got all these sort of office cliches, you know, that there, there's um, you like in, 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 dressed up in kind of office, office wear. What, what was the thinking behind that? Presumably you don't. You, have you worked in an office? It, no. <laughs> so what was the thing?
2: Never worked in an office. I worked as a waitress for nine years. So I know work like I know I, I, I'm a working class person. But I never worked as an as a as an office person. Um, but I like I like I like to dress pretty straight. I like I like that. I like industrial clothing. I like uh, uh, proper clothing. I like uniforms and stuff like that. I've always been into that kind of. I like clean-cut shirts and. <clears throat> But the the, the the reference goes my own, beyond my own tastes. It's, I wanted to, me and actually it's been designed by the person who did the photo shoot is Melissa Matos who's an artist from Montreal. She's based in London now. Uh, she was the DOP the, the for the shoot and she came up with, some ideas of her own and it's a collaboration between her and I but we really wanted to um, illustrate the working class woman the powerful woman um,
1: it, it's a very powerful image I think in, in in the images you're always looking straight at the camera and it looks like defiance I don't know if that's the right word
2: yeah yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Okay, I want to play another song off the album. Um, this might be a difficult question, but a favorite song? Do you have one?
2: No, I don't have a favorite song. It always, it always changes, but maybe one of my favorite is Daydreaming.
1: And, and why?
2: I like the composition. I'm really happy with the sequences, and and it's quite trip down it's it's simple but i like the sounds i like the notes i like my sequences and and i'm happy with the the overall production
1: let's play that Um, so your last album was called Adieu au Dance Floor. Yes. And from my uh, French lessons a long time ago, I remember adieu is like goodbye forever, never coming back. You you know, you don't say adieu. So that's pretty strong. I mean, did you really mean goodbye forever to the dance floor?
2: I meant goodbye, maybe not forever. Well, it's quite obvious now. But um I have all these other projects and it's been years that i have these projects and now they they they're getting concrete after this this year of touring this album the working class album i'm going <clears> to <throat> go on with other projects in in my life i want to have a band i want to make songs chanson and i also have a project that involves a, a generosity and sharing and ambient music which is something that I've been developing also in my in my head um, that that would be more linked into uh psychology and healing uh, other spheres of uh music uh but I always wanted to do other things than club music. So when I did this album, do Dance floor. I really needed a break from club culture. And it happened that I didn't get one. (laughs) This is just what happened. I have to be fair and say that uh, I changed my mind. So here I am still playing in clubs and touring, and I'm I'm enjoying it. I, I, I love it. But I'm also tired and definitely will move on and do other things eventually.
1: How do you feel? I'm really interested how you feel about club culture because you just made this album that is getting a lot of play in clubs and sounds really good in clubs, but is critical of of club culture. How do you feel about club culture?
2: Well, exactly. I have a lot of critics to address club culture. Uh, I like the sound. I like other people's sounds. I'm inspired by other people's sounds, DJs, producer. The list is gigantic. How many DJs and producer I, I love and I respect and that have inspired me. I, I don't even want to start because it, it wouldn't end. And I love dancing. Before being a musician, I'm a dancer. You know, I love to go out and dance. But the club culture itself and the way people act and the expectations and the void and the deception and the 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 I find it tragic actually a lot of times. I've seen tragic moments and situations and mm. It's, at the same time, fascinating and disgusting.
1: May I ask, what, what do you mean by tragic? That people behaving badly tragic. in clubs or...
2: Tragic, I will tell you right there. I've seen people wasting their lives. I've seen people, I've known people who had dreams and they're now just junkies. That's tragic. I don't think I need to say anything more than that.
1: No, true. True. <laughs> So uh, I wanted to play a song by someone else. Uh, You said there's lots of people who've inspired you. Can you think of, I know this is slightly bring up, but a song by someone that you really like we should play now?
2: My God. On the spot like that? I mean, there's so many songs. That's a very tough question. It's hard for me to name one song because I I love so many so many artists and so many so many types of music but I mean I guess you could play to to get on a more positive note and and share something positive about dance music in and, and club culture you could play an, a classic for myself it's, it's a it's, it's definitely an all time classic it's a track called Dancer from Gino Socio who's a producer from Montreal who made amazing disco music in the 70s late 70s early 80s I think well he kind of like retired in the 80s and disappeared but he's one of my favorite producer
1: let's play that So um, I wanted to ask briefly. You played Primvera Sound uh, in 2017. How was it for you?
2: It was great. I really enjoyed it. It was a great show. The vibe was good. The energy was good. The crowd was very generous. The soundcheck was horrible. I I had 20 minutes of line, line check, sound check on stage, and we had a communication barrier between me and the sound people they didn't really speak English and I don't speak Spanish. And also it was bad luck, but they brought me a broken mixer. So we had to change the mixer right on the spot and I had to repatch all my cables. So I lost a lot of time. And when, when you lost a lot of time in a 20 minute line check, it's, 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 it's a big, it's a big loss. But in the end we managed to get it, make it work and the crowd was very patient and as soon as i started playing the magic happened yeah it was it was it was really nice i i have a really good memory of this gig
1: okay and the song what do you think a song of the album to close with
2: yeah, the closer is the, the best closer is the closer of the album so that would be la chambre intérieure
1: Let's play that.
4: How does love taste? Have you known love? Love takes courage. Des enfants assis sur des bottes de foin tirés par un tracteur crient dans ma direction. Je les salue de la main. Il faut que je plisse les yeux pour les voir dans la lumière éclatante font des grands signes avec leurs bras et leurs mains.
0: to radio madres.